0: You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Madrid, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Good to see you in this godly hour. <laughs> you may be seated. Yes. We are on a journey. This journey is into God. <laughs> this, is not, uh, this is not a journey to some strange land anywhere. No, it is in him we live, in him we move, in him we have our being. The, the, the further you go into him, the more life you experience. The more you become who you were born to be. Amen. Yes. Uh, the, 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 the challenge with many people is that they are trying to discover their purpose without God. <laughs> How do you do that? Somebody else will give you a purpose. <laughs> glory, glory. All right, this morning I want to bring to us another aspect of God. You see, when you study study the Word of God, you find that there are different ways, there are different ways that the Bible introduces God to us. And there are different names that, um, especially in the Old Testament, you see a lot, a lot of that. And the sad part is that we New Testament saints um, we, we are so New Testament that we don't value the Old Testament instead of um, maybe because, because of the law in the Old Testament um, I know people who even say we don't need the Old Testament uh, but it's the word of God the question I have for you, if you have that kind of, um, if you have that kind of belief, is this. When, when um, the early church, when people like Paul and Peter were preaching, what were they using? Have you thought about that? What scripture were they using? They, they talked about the scriptures. Isn't it? Yeah, what scripture were they using? Because the New Testament wasn't written in their time. So, Paul was preaching and he was quoting the scriptures. We know that he would go to the synagogues and he would expound the scriptures. Okay, when Jesus rose after the resurrection on the, the way to Emmaus, when he opened the scriptures to the disciples, what did he use? You see. So I think, I think it's very limiting when we think that because um, we are New Testament believers, we shouldn't bother reading the Old Testament. That is the, the scripture that the early church knew. And remember, they walked in power. <laughs> yes, they walked in power with the scriptures. In in the Old Testament. Yeah? The only thing is that they were able to accurately interpret it. And to bring it in the light of the New Testament. Because the New Testament is concealed in the Old Testament. And the, the the New Testament reveals the Old Testament. So they are intertwined. One reveals the other. One is used to explain the other. One is used to shed light to the other. Okay? So, don't be a lazy believer. Read your Bible. <laughs> Read the whole Bible. That way you will have a clear understanding. Alright? I know there are certain aspects that are difficult to interpret. Ah. Huh? For example, it, 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 in, 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 anyway, I, I don't know if I should go there. Because there are some scriptures that are strange. Um, and it's because they apply to that uh, particular um, dispensation of the law. So they are, But the principles in the Old Testament are still applicable today. The, the, the rituals are not applicable. Yes? Because they fell at the cross. The cross is like that. Right? So the the old comes. And when it gets to the cross, some things fell and didn't cross to the other side. So the old testament is on this side. The new testament is on this side. But there are some things that were able to pass through the cross and are still relevant today. And those are the things we're dealing with. Okay? Yeah. So we want the whole package. I don't know about you. I want the big, the whole deal. Yes, I want the whole deal. I don't want anything that um, is less than the whole. (laughs) Okay. So today I want to share with you on um, a name. If you read the Old Testament, you see that there are some compound names that are used to describe God. Compound names. And I want to take one of those names and we'll look at that and we'll pray along that. And let that be revealed in your life. You want that to manifest in your life. Because when it manifests in your life, there are certain things that you begin to experience in your life. As a result of those manifestations. Remember we talked about Jehovah's Sabbath um, the other time. Yes? Yes? Now, there is, somebody say El Gibor. El Gibor. Okay, yes, El Gibor is another name. We, we look at that, let's see Isaiah chapter 9. So I want to introduce you to El Gibor this morning. <laughs> and you want him to manifest himself in your life as El Gibor. We want him to manifest himself in the church as El Gibor. In this city, in this nation. Why? We don't want to struggle unnecessarily. Yes. Okay, Isaiah chapter 9, look at verse 6. The popular passage that you hear every Christmas. (laughs) Every Christmas we we hear that. (laughs) Yes, it says... For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder. His name will be called what? Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Now, El Gibor, you see where he says Mighty God? That is El Gibor. That is El Gibor. So, how many people want the mighty God to manifest in their lives? Don't we want that? I want the mighty God to manifest. So, He's not just a Savior. He's a mighty God. And there are certain things you see in Scripture that were as a result of the manifestation of himself as a mighty God. So El Gibor means mighty God. Huh? It, 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 it also means the strong one. The strong and mighty God. Yes. It means the hero of heroes. Yeah. It has to do with his warrior nature. So when, when El Gibor is manifesting in your life, there is a warrior anointing. Or there is a warrior manifestation of God. And I think we need that today. We need God to manifest. We need God to come down as El Gibor. So that the enemy will be judged. So that the enemy will be broken. His power will be broken. So, it's not just a Christmas message. <laughs> as a matter of fact, this, when he comes as... El Gibor, there are, there are certain things um, that you'll see. Let's read Jeremiah. Jeremiah 32:17. You see there, He's, we see El Gibor there. Hmm? There's a song we used to sing that, that was based on this verse. Ah, Lord God, behold, you have made the heavens. And the earth by your what? Great power. power And outstretched arm. There is nothing too hard for you. Okay? Verse 18. You show loving kindness to thousands. You repay the iniquity of the fathers into the bosom of their children after them. The great, the mighty God, El Gibor, whose name is what? The Lord of hosts. Can you see? So El Gibor and the Lord of hosts go together. Yeah. They go together. So Jeremiah is saying, Ah, Lord God. Thou hast made the heavens and the earth by thy great power. So when El, El Gibor comes, there is great power. There is great power. That, that, is, that is when the impossible becomes possible. That's when the impossible becomes possible. I think that We struggle more than we should because we don't allow God to manifest himself as he wants to. And we are limited because our revelation of him is limited. You only experience according to the revelation you have. You can only exercise faith in what you know. You you, you cannot exercise faith in what you don't know. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. If you've never heard the word of God about El Gibor, how can you exercise faith in El Gibor? So the mighty warrior is manifesting in our lives. You know, the church, need, we need, the church needs the mighty warrior. We need him, I'm telling you. The mighty one. Yes. And it is when El Giboy is manifesting that you see him showing loving kindness. It's amazing how he's able to, to bring loving kindness and judgment at the same time. It's harvest time. Amen. <laughs> yes? You remember in Egypt when the Israelites were about to be delivered after God raised Moses? It's El Gibor that brought the ten plagues. So to one side is judgment, to another side is release. Incredible. Yeah. He's he's, he's blessing in one side, and in the other side, he's punishing. But it's the same one. It's it's the same manifestation. So when you say El Kibor, (laughs) Father, manifest yourself as El Kibor in my life. I believe in you as El Kibor. Let him come in. It's amazing. I've heard a few testimonies about some of the, uh, about people that have, like, as we've been declaring these things about God. Things are happening in people's lives. Just as they receive this word. They say, Pastor, I just say, man of war, come in. I receive you as man of war. And things begin to happen things begin to happen. Why? Because God has come in. You invite him. And it's based on the revelation you have. Yes? That's why if you don't read the entire Bible, you'll miss out a lot. I mean, Jesus is powerful, but again, we see he's the one that is being called Um, um, uh, El Gibor in Isaiah 9. So the name of Jesus is powerful. Alright? It's powerful. And we, that's the name we use in prayer. But there are certain manifestations. Of course you don't use El Gibor in prayer. You don't approach the Father in the name of El Gibor. You get what I'm saying. you approach him in the name of Jesus, but there are manifestations you want to see and that's why we're talking about these things. So Father, manifest yourself, Jesus, the mighty warrior, show forth, step in, come down. Hey, and then things begin to happen. Things begin to happen. And you will see in uh, uh, Jeremiah 32 17 that it also mentions, he says, You made the heavens and the earth by your great power. And then he mentions the outstretched arm. So El Gibor. When he comes as El Gibor, you see his arm being stretched out. That's when his arm gets stretched out. So when his arm gets stretched out, judgment comes to the enemy. You see, that's what happened in Egypt. And that's why I say in Egypt, he, it was El Gibor that was manifesting. That's what was manifesting. So in your life, in our midst, even in this land, in this nation, uh, we need God, we need El Gibor to begin to manifest. Let him stretch his hand and begin to fight the enemies of this nation. I'm telling you, nations have enemies. You're not the only one that has enemies. Nations have enemies. And the enemies of nations... They work from within. It's not so much from without. The enemies within, the enemies within, they are the ones that can weaken, they can destabilize, they can cause an implosion. They want to derail things. But when El Gibor comes down, I like that. Just stretch forth your hand. El Gobal, mighty warrior. huh? Mighty God. The strong one. The champion of champions. The hero of heroes. That's where you see his muscular strength. In case you don't know, God has muscles. You're the only one. Remember, you're made in his image. (laughs) Huh? Yeah. It's just that there are levels and there are levels. (laughs) There are levels. He doesn't need to lift weights or anything to pump his, you know. (laughs) He doesn't need to do that. He's already. (laughs) Oh, my. So, El Gibor, we want El Gibor. Yes, the mighty one. So when he talks about El Gibor, that's where his strength is being manifested. That's That's when the spirit of might begins to manifest. I'm sure that's what Samson was carrying. sure that's what samson was carrying he just walks around you look at him he looks simple there are sometimes you read i don't know you 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 see some artistic impressions of samson and they they draw this guy with some serious biceps and all those things i don't think he looked like that i'm not sure if he did because he doesn't have to look physical physically um, threatening Looking like hawk. huh? No, no, no. I don't think that's the way Samson looked. He had to be. If you understand how God works, God uses the camouflage principle. They say dynamites come in small packages. <laughs> Hallelujah <laughs> Yeah. So, sometimes we, we focus on the outward appearance, and that's where we miss it. So, God will put some might in somebody, and the person looks like someone you can just walk over. Just go and try. <laughs> when the spirit of might manifests, you say, what is this? Trouble. So, uh, obviously the Bible doesn't talk about Samson being, whether small or big stature, muscular or whatever. But I'm just saying, most of the time, God does not use physical appearances to reveal what he has put in someone. Okay? So you might look into the mirror and you look and say, "Ah no, I don't look like someone that can take out Goliath. Yeah, that's why you can. because you don't look like. Yes? then you can depend on a lot of hosts. Yeah, you can depend on a lot of hosts, but when you look like. <laughs> you can't look like more than Goliath himself. Correct? Yeah. So, yeah. Let's look at look at some. Let's look at um, okay Deuteronomy thirty three thirty three twenty seven. Deuteronomy thirty three twenty seven. The eternal God is your refuge. And underneath are the everlasting what? Everlasting arms. Those arms can handle things forever. They don't get tired. They don't get tired. It's not like yours. You're holding even your bag, your little bag. After some time, you can't hold it anymore. Yeah, I need help. He's I uh, call, everlasting arms. Everlasting. Whatever he handles in his arm, he can hold it forever. That's El Gibor. Everlasting. Somebody say everlasting. everlasting. Say it like you are excited. Everlasting. Hallelujah. Everlasting arms. So when you when you hear some hymns of old, you understand that these people knew some things. Huh? Leaning on the everlasting arms. Why? Why? Yeah, that's El Gibor. They can lean on him. You can lean on him. You don't lean on people. Their arms are not everlasting. How long can somebody carry you? Even your own child. When you carry your own child. Or you carry somebody's baby. How long can you hold that baby? It doesn't matter how much you love that baby. You get tired. But he's not like that. Yeah, that's El for you. So you see why we need to talk about these things. So you, need, you, you are getting tired, but he is not. He is not. He doesn't go weary. He doesn't go weary. He huh? says he will thrust out the enemy from before you. Can you see? El Gibor. And will say, what? Destroy. Destroy. That's what happened in Egypt. He says, the destroyer, my angel will pass through Egypt. And some scholars believe that that angel is called destroyer. So when he passed through Egypt, just one night, by the next day, every firstborn, from ant to people, to Pharaoh, died. Don't joke with El Kibor. Don't mess with him. He just wants, just passed through the nation overnight. Just pass through. By the time you look back, all firstborns are dead. <laughs> Every firstborn demon. <laughs> <Yes. Yeah. laughs> yeah. They are finished. they are dealt with. Yeah. Are you falling in love with El Gibor? I love him. I love him. We are going to trust that his everlasting arms will lift you up. When you are weary, put your faith in his everlasting arms. Do you understand me? When you are tired, when you feel as though you've stood all you can stand. Just remain in his arms. Say, Lord. El Gibor. Jehovah El Gibor. Kabundaha. I like that name. Yes. Glory, glory. Should I show you some more? Yes, there's a lot more. Let's look at Psalm 89. Psalm 89. LEMBA did I do some 89? No, let's look at Job. Job. Somebody say Job. Job. <laughs> I was preaching somewhere and I said Job and the whole church was looking at me. I said Job. I said, job. Then I spelt it J-O-B. Then somebody said, oh, Job. Job. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> oh my Lord, my Lord. Hmm. This is when God was speaking to Job. Right? Look at verse six. Then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind and said, Now prepare yourself like a man. Chapter forty. Sorry. Job chapter forty. Job Job. <laughs> He says now prepare yourself like a man Verse 7 I will question you And you shall answer me Come on (laughs) Remember the context Job had been going through Challenges in life And you know he could not understand What was happening to him Within six months He had lost everything His life was a wreck And it's like what is this and he began to question God. I've been righteous. I've been working in integrity. I've done this. I've done this. I've done that. I've done... And his friends were there accusing him. Job, finally, God decides, let's put this matter to rest. Job, we need to have a tete-a-tete. Huh? Sit down. I'm coming. But he came in a what? Whirlwind. God comes. Joe, okay, sit down. Wind is blowing. And God is talking out of the wind. Answer me now. You are a man, right? I have questions for you. And you must answer those questions. Yes? Let's read on. Come on. He says, would you indeed annul my judgment? Answer me, Job. Can you cancel my judgment? <laughs> may God not question you like that. Huh? Will you condemn me that you may be justified? Job, answer. Whew. Answer me. Huh? Are you going to condemn me? While you are justified. In other words, are you better than me? Tell me. Answer me as a man. (laughs) Next verse. Look at the next verse. It says, come on, look at that. Have you an arm like God? Job. Yeah? You're a man, right? Strong man. Righteous man. Integrity. Do you have an arm like mine? Talk to me. (laughs) Can you thunder with a voice like his? You have thunder in your voice. Release it. Let's hear. (laughs) Uh, I don't have an arm like God. My arm is not like his. So, guess what? I humble myself. Let your will be done. Huh? It doesn't make total sense to me, but I trust you. I know you are just. I know you are righteous. Yeah. So when you talk about El Gibor, his arm is being, his, his arm is part of the picture. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, his arm is part of the picture. So, I don't know about you, my arm is not like his. Maybe yours is. Come on. Just do those. I mean, flex those muscles. Let's see. (laughs) Don't even try. Hey! Hmm? El Gibor. Look at Acts chapter 13. Let's see some New Testament scriptures. Acts 13, verse 17. Acts 13, 17. It says, The God of this people, Israel, chose our fathers and exalted the people when they dwelt as strangers in the land of Egypt. And with an what? Uplifted Uplifted arm, he brought them out of it. Can you see? When El Gibor is operating, he uses his arm To lift up. Hallelujah. While they were in Egypt, so that's why he's giving us, he's giving us um, an idea, he's he's helping us to understand the operation. What God did through Moses in Egypt was manifesting the arm of God. He lifted them up. May the arm of the Lord lift you up. May he lift us out of this. May the arm of the Lord lift up this nation. May the arm of the Lord lift up the church. Lift his people up. Lift your family up. I don't know where they are. It doesn't matter how low. Do you understand? His arm can go to the lowest. His arm can go to the lowest. And it can lift to the highest. It can lift to the highest. I'm telling you. And we need to trust that. Trust him for that. Because with an uplifted arm, he was able to bring them out of Egypt. Despite every attempt to keep them in bondage, to keep them in slavery, every attempt of the enemy to keep you. To keep you is broken this morning. In the name of Jesus, I release El Gibor. The manifestation of Jehovah El Gibor in your life. To lift you out of squalor. To lift you out of of the dust. To lift you out of the lowly places. To lift you out and put you where you belong. In the name of Jesus, that with his outstretched arm, with his everlasting arm, he will raise you. And there is no power that can keep you down. No power. There is no conspiracy. There is no ganging up against you that will prevail. Because El Gibor has come into the picture. In the name of Jesus, I release it over you. This morning, in the name of Jesus, Jehovah El Kibor will rescue you. He will lift you up. He will bring you out. He will bring out your children. He will bring out your family. In the name of Jesus, He will bring out this church. In the name of Jesus, He will bring out our tribes. He will bring out our connect groups. He will bring out our churches in the name of Jesus. I don't care how many demons gather around. They conspire. I don't care how many giants they put around. I don't care how many principalities they put around. There's none of them that can match the power of El Gibor. No Pharaoh, no Pharaoh can withstand him in the name of Jesus. El Gibor, if you can release him into your family, I'm telling you things. Heads will roll. Heads are going to roll when he comes in. Mighty God will release. We ask that El Gibor will manifest. Yes, the mighty God. The strong and mighty to begin to manifest in the lives of God's people. Mighty God. Mighty God. Mighty God. Thank you, Jesus. You know, these are manifestations that we're going to see in these last days. I'm telling you. We're going to see this more and more. He's going to, he's beginning to, come, he's going to begin to come out. Reveal himself. And that's why we're talking about this because we're going to see it. And when we see it, we understand what is happening. We know this is El Gibor manifesting. Hallelujah. Amen. In closing, I want to read um, Revelation, Revelation chapter 19. Verse 15, I want you to see there that even in the close of the age, this is one manifestation that we are going to see. Yes? It says, now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, that with it he strike the nations, and he himself will rule them with the rod of iron. And he himself treads the winepress of the fierceness and the wrath of who? El Gibor. Hallelujah. So you see that in the close of the age, El Gibor is coming to the forefront. He's going to judge. He's going to strike. And he is going to destroy what needs to be destroyed. The enemy has no chance. Okay? I want you to have faith in this. There's a culmination of different manifestations of God that we're going to see. And we must not lose this one. Yes! they will destroy The wrath! When El Giboy is angry, things happen. And I'm telling you, he says that they need to make peace with you and <laughs> say, "Kiss my son." <laughs> or else there's trouble. I like that. So I want you to go out of this place with that confidence that Elgi boy is on your side. Amen. Amen? He is with you. He is with you. He's not against you. He is for you. If He is for you, who can be against you? Yeah. Nobody. Nobody. Let's stand up. Come on. Let's pray. Why don't you th- thank the Lord? Lord, I thank you. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.